Hello and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Noah Downs, your co-host. I'm here with Luke Bisson. How are you doing, Luke? Pretty good. What's going on, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they will respond because they're listening not while we're recording. It was um, rhetorical. Oh, well, you know, that's rude. Um, but anyways, so uh, a lot happened this week, including literally, a, you know, the, I, I don't remember a week that had so many significant injuries in fantasy football in the history of my playing career. Mm-hmm. There have been a few that have been close. Yeah, this <sighs> this is a horrible, horrible week to be a fantasy owner. Well, yeah, and, and, and obviously and to be a player in the NFL, apparently, if you're a running back. Or, or really just a player in the NFL. Um, and I, I would I would say that this We'll we'll get to that, but this was a weird week. Anyways, let's let's start off while we're, while we're in a weird week. Let's talk about this listeners league. All right, All right so let's... I need to I need to cop to it. I threw some shade at uh, I, didn't I throw some shade at Robert last week? Well, I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, I threw some shade at Robert last week. Um, and really, I kind of doomed myself because he only scored seventy point five points last week, and I was like, dang, how can you how can you only score seventy point five points? And then um. I go up and I face him this week, and he puts up a strong outing with 108.5, but I beat him by scoring 56 and a half. <laughs> you, mean, you mean you lost to him? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, so, be, I beat him in golf. I beat him in races to the bottom. Uh, what I did not yep. beat him in was fantasy football. Um, that is true. Uh, you know what that is a result of? That is a result of literally all of my players except for Joe Flacco scoring single-digit points. Yes. Uh, yeah, Joe Flacco got you 16. Uh, Luck came in second with nine. Thanks, and, Andrew. And then my uh, second highest, was my third highest was a tie between Eddie Lacy, Antonio Brown, Tajay Sharp, Zach Miller. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, even Crosby got you just two. It was – I mean – it, it, to give you an example, uh, Brandon McManus, his kicker, got him, got him 14. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> so, McManus outscored <laughs> my it, team. It, it was not good. Yeah, I know. Brandon McManus outscored everybody on your team except for Joe Flacco. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. This week was insane, but good for yeah. you, uh, Robert, getting your first win um, out of two weeks. So yeah, that's interesting. Just kind of recap the listeners. Like everybody is one and one except for Brian, who somehow still believes that Dion De- Lewis is going to be an RB one, <laughs> and uh, West Canaan Coyote Coyotes Coyotes. God, I, I said Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, run by DJ. <laughs> What's going on, DJ? <laughs> Yeah, so sorry, DJ. You're you're on two. Hold on, I'm not playing DJ this week, am I? Um, I didn't look yet. I'm not. I'm playing Goya. Let's see. DJ is up against. Oh, DJ and Brian play each other this week. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's close that gap. Yeah, yeah. So, DJ, um, your future is in your own hands. Currently, mm-hmm. you are you're projected to beat him by four, and uh, he still believes that Dion Lewis. Brian is Brian believes Deion Lewis is a running back one, and uh, 
Looks like DJ has made some good pickups. He's starting Theo Riddick, mm-hmm. um, which is good news since uh, everybody knows Amir Abdullah is out. Um, what? What? Shut up. <laughs> um, however, he is having to sit Adrian Peterson. Yeah, uh, well. We found out earlier today is going to be out longer than normal. Or not longer than normal, not longer than what we thought he was. Um, but, you know, DJ, you're looking good. He's got Bortles and Tannehill in his uh, two, his offensive players, QB slots, whereas Brian has Cousins and Mariota. Um, I think this is going to be a tight game. Mm-hmm. I think the, well, the key to the game here is going to be A.J. Green for Brian. If A.J. Green does good against Denver's defense, yeah, then Brian can put up some points. But, uh, oof, Denver has been pretty, uh, pretty stingy. So I would actually say the key to the game is going to be Thomas Rawls. Well, he is playing now, so that's that's a start. Yeah, it's just how much. So yeah, that's gonna be a matchup to watch. Other than that, um, this past week was was un, fairly unremarkable. Everybody scored well within the ranges, except for the wubba lubba dub dubs. Oh yes. Tell me a little bit about the wubba lubba dub dubs. All right. Well, first off, let's see what they got. Yeah, they scored one sixty one. No, that. Nope, that is uh, McCarty. That's that's our um, uh, that's our music. That's man. Mark. Oh yeah, hey Mark. Yep. Yeah, the Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs uh, score well, 160. You know, you know. Hmm? Do you know part of the reason why? Why? Because he's got Matt Ryan, who is uh, doing really good. Oh yeah, we're gonna get into that later in the podcast. And uh, Zeke's doing okay. Matt Jones actually went above double digits. Marvin. Yeah, Travis mentioned a good Greg Olson actually scored twenty points for him. You know, oh so, wow, he's he, Mart started Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty actually pretty interesting. I'm, I'm glad it worked out for him. I'm, Mark, I'm really you got balls. You got big old man balls. Oh man, am I going to get sued for that? Is that gonna, is that chauvinistic? Should I not say that? No, I mean, what are you going to say? Okay, if we get hate mail, I'm going to uh, I'm going to look to you, Luke. Hey, people who are <laughs> currently actively, furiously typing hate mail, that's a joke and good fun. Don't hate me. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's got he's got yeah yeah wow. So okay, well, so just to just to recap, everybody's one and one except for the two people who are playing each other this week. So at the end of this week. We'll know nothing. <laughs> no. Essentially, this is what we have going on for this week coming up. Week three pits, uh, first of all, myself against JoJo in a one-on-one versus one-on-one. One-on-one versus one-on-one. And uh, I am projected to win by one point right now. That's going to be tight. Yep. Goya is projected to beat me by ten. <sighs> well... That makes sense. Why is what the hell, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, uh, you know, Mark is going against uh, uh, Robert, and Robert's uh, looking six above. So we'll see what happens there. And then uh, Johnny is going against uh, Doctor Mike. Yeah. And right now, Doctor Mike is uh, five above him. But you know, first of all, it's Wednesday. You know, 
Lots can change. I mean, I mean, like today in a couple of my leagues, I had Corey Coleman in my starting spot when I set lineups today, and now I got to go through and change all of that because he gone. He gone. That's true. Yeah, real excited yeah, about that. That stinks. Yeah, Corey Coleman <laughs> broke his hand, and Josh Gordon came out, and it has a worn out for his arrest. So, sounds like a typical day in the life of a Browns fan for you, Luke. Um, yeah, I know. We'll talk about that later, though. Yeah, yeah. Cav- the Cavs won a championship. Uh, it looks like it's a foregone conclusion. The Indians are going to win the division and go on to, for further glory in the playoffs in baseball. Then there's the Browns. Just the Browns. You know, you just know, the like, Browns. That, like a stain in your underwear. You know, the hockey team in Cleveland is better, and they don't even have a hockey team. Okay, so. Wow. I know. All right, so uh, so moving on, uh, I think that's a good recap for this league. I think <laughs> I think we just we pretty much summed it up. The entire East Division, it's East and West Divisions, and the entire East Division is tied for first. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you what, though, I think it's. I'm glad to see that so many teams are like one and one, just because it means that people actually. This you is a competitive league. It's competitive, and, and, and they're maneuvering through the first two weeks of just horrible <laughs> injuries and luck That's and brutal. underperforming players, you know, I mean. I'll tell you, if, <laughs> if, if DJ actually gets his first win this week against Brian, not that I'm rooting against you, Brian, or necessarily that I'm rooting for you, DJ. Uh-huh. Uh, don't write me hate mail. God, back to the hate mail thing. Um Dude, but, you keep this up, you're going to swear. I know it. I know. Um, shut up. <laughs> so uh, if – if uh, I might drop an F-bomb later. Um, what? What? So uh, – but, you know, DJ, if you pull it out, then everybody in the league will either be 1-2 and two or 2-1. Two and one. Yep. That's never happened to me before. No, this is it, ridiculous. I love this league. It's such a great listeners league. All right. League. Yeah. So so yeah. I think that's a good recap of the listeners league. What do you think, Luke? I thought it was very insightful. Uh, yeah. So uh, after that, we're gonna have a brief musical interlude, followed by a uh, a, a live read from you, Luke, about talking about our sponsor, Savage, the Ultimate Apparel Company. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you Have you read that for me yet? I have. All right, good, 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 good. So, um, <laughs> I'll uh, we'll have a brief musical interlude followed by that live read, followed by another brief musical interlude, and then we'll get into discussion of rankings. Who knows? Hey guys, this is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, With both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, Quidditch, and and, and some more, Uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD 
at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you know that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon. So don't forget, Wookie TD saves you 50% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today. All right, everybody. So now we're going to take a look at our uh, rankings that have been prepared by Luke, and I will have rankings probably sometime soon, theoretically. Um, <laughs> so, Luke, uh, these rankings can be found with our friends over at Radiant.com. That is R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T.com. They have a lot of great content over there. Um, go check them out and while you're on your way to checking out our rankings. Um, but, yeah, Luke, so let's, let's, ha- let's have a chat. You ready? Oh, I'm absolutely ready. All right, cool. Well, so quarterback Mm -hmm. you have eli high ranked really high versus new orleans now that's the question that i'm going to save oh okay yeah this 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 week matt ryan Mm -hmm. is ranked your number two overall quarterback yes against new orleans now eli was ranked high versus new orleans that did not work out for us is matt ryan suddenly elite well first of all I, i guess you need to um uh yeah, when it comes to how Eli worked out, Eli did exactly what I expected him to do in that game. He put up 368 yards, and he had no touchdowns, but he had one that was called back, and he had one that was dropped by uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone. So, I mean, so it, it, tomatoes, tomatoes. You know, I mean, as a matter of fact, if you look at the game, uh, Shane Vereen was given goal line carries because Rashad Jennings was hurt. You right. know, I mean, so once you get into the game, things change and everything. But so I, th- I think he he was thirty two for forty one. Okay. You know, so I mean, so I, I think that he did enough to warrant where he was. It just didn't come through in the touchdowns, and let's be honest, touchdowns is where it's at for a quarterback. That's right. So, but you think so, Matt Ryan is suddenly elite? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, through two games, he is the number one uh, quarterback in fantasy as far as fantasy points, and as far as yards thrown from scrimmage, he is number two overall. Do you think that's going to continue uh, against uh, against New Orleans? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, does he play Denver this year? I don't think he does. Uh, he might not. No, that's the nice thing is they had a pretty um uh, they had a pretty cake schedule. <laughs> Yeah, they were a kick schedule. You know, I mean, uh, so Matt Ryan from Atlanta, uh, Matt Stafford from uh, Detroit. Those are the guys you want to try to get, uh, especially looking, you know, towards the uh, goal of playoffs. Yeah. So speaking, like I said, Eli's still high, mm-hmm. despite not as good of a matchup against New Orleans. Uh, you think? Right. I don't. I, well, I, I don't think Washington is as bad as New Orleans in terms of pass defense. No, as a matter of fact, um, I actually looked it up. Uh, they are only twentieth. Were best, you know, as opposed to being thirtieth like New Orleans was. Exactly. So, so they are significantly better. Um, however, they're not good. I, st- I still think. I mean, let's look at the last the not the last game they played. Last game that the Giants played against uh, Washington, they didn't do too hot. Okay, yeah. but uh, you know, the one before that, he had almost three hundred yards and two touchdowns. It, it it really depends, and he always seems to play in your. Inter-division inter- games well. Yeah. And, I mean, now he's got 
Cruz is actually doing salsa dances in the end zone. Finally, you know? after three years. Yes, Sterling Shepard is doing Sterling Shepard things, and he is now with the Corey Coleman news. He is <laughs> people who have Sterling Shepard is like, well, I I guess I, I won the uh, the draft this year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and then OBJ is doing OBJ things. So I mean, I think he's going to be fine there. Uh, Shane Vereen's going to have a larger role this week. Uh, Rashad Jennings is supposed to play, but we'll find out. You know, that's a whole other just a whole other thing right there is all the running back news that we have to talk about. Well, let's let's split straight into uh, the wide receiver o- Odell Beckham Jr. While we're talking about um, okay. while we're talking about uh, the Giants last year, he didn't do too hot versus Norman, but you've got him pretty high. Is that just because he's a stud and you expect him to do stud things, or is that uh, because you think he's going to be better versus Norman? I think he's going to be better versus Norman. <laughs> Uh, have you seen Norman the first two games? Oh, yeah, good point. Okay, well, you that's know, the I, end of that question. I mean, <laughs> we don't even talk about it anymore. No, uh, I, did, I, I did read something that said that he's going to be shadowing OBJ all game and everything, yeah. and that's Except great. Except when OBJ lines up in the slot. It, you know, I mean, OBJ's line, he's what, 5'11", you know? Yeah. I mean, all he's going to do is take him to catch one ball over him. He's going to shut him up, and that's that's it. You know, so I have no concern there. Yeah. Uh, so also, I see that you ranked Marvin Jones ahead of Tate. I, I will say I understand this because Tate's being used more of a gadget player, but you know Tate has still got nine targets last game, I, and he's still listed as their first string wide receiver. Would you really list Marvin Jones over him? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, looking at the two guys play against each other, I think uh, for one. Now, granted, I did not have time to confirm this, and um, uh, I meant to look at it before we got on, but I feel that his A dot is higher, his average depth of uh, target. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that with you know if he does have that, what you're looking at basically, he's going to have the ability to be farther down the field when he receives the ball, which I feel makes sense because Marvin Jones is farther down the field than Golden Tate, who's kind of just getting it ten yards out, you know. Uh, but I I also feel that watching the games on uh, Game Pass, when you watch Marvin Jones, he seems to be simply put he's more open if you if you he always seems to have the ability to shake his defender and catch the ball now he's right. you know usually wrapped up pretty quick he's not very good with yards after uh, the well, catch it's always good to wrap up <laughs> absolutely but uh but so no yeah so for me definitely he is higher and i think i have him significantly higher if i'm right right yeah you you really do um so Let's see. Let's let's look at some of your running backs, and I'm going to take care of some of this. This now hashtag analysis myself. Um, right. Melvin Gordon cracks your top ten. You and I were talking about that before we got on, mm-hmm. and at first I was surprised by it because Melvin Gordon really hasn't produced, but they've really given him a, the opportunity to tote the rock. So that makes a lot of sense now. So yeah, I would agree that Melvin Gordon is a top ten player. He's, He's got three more touchdowns already this year than he did last year. That's true because he has three touchdowns. Um, <laughs> so Spencer Ware is ranked pretty low, and Duke yep. Johnson is also ranked pretty low. Quickly yep. tell me about those two. Okay. Uh, well, I am now going to put Duke up a little bit higher. These rankings came out at 11.30 last night. This was before Corey Coleman decided to break his hand in practice. So I think ah. they're going to need a passing option. And I don't think – it may be Barnage time. Barnage may be able to carry it, but I think they're going to be doing a lot of passing underneath because right. they have um, uh, they have Kessler starting. So they're down to their third-string quarterback too. So I don't, and I don't know if he can – he comes from USC, which is a dink-and-dunk West Coast offense. So, yeah. I, so basically this is what's happening. You are seeing – 
players like uh, Gordon when he comes back taking a hit, your uh, Terrell Pryor taking a hit, because now your two big-armed quarterbacks are out and you've got Cody Kessler. Yeah, I get that. So, so with all of that in mind, a Duke will, uh, yeah, a Duke will go up a little bit, but I still believe that Isaiah Crow is ahead of him because yeah. I now that they're in like panic mode with with Corey Coleman out, they're going to try to set the tone by running the ball. I agree. So talk to me about Spencer Ware real quick. Uh, New York Jets. Yeah, rush defense. That's all I thought. Um, so I also agree with this. You have Tevin Coleman over Devontae Freeman, but I mm-hmm. said that last week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I am now a believer. That's fucking right. Excuse my French. I'll have to bleep <laughs> that out later. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that out later. Oh, my bad. Um, so, yeah, start Tevin Coleman over Devontae Freeman, people. Your first-round pick it yeah. has no God. Um, yeah, pretty sure that I had I had them close last week. Um, uh, but, I mean, but they're uh, – their um their splits were pretty close. I think it was fifteen and thirteen. The only difference from week two is that Tevin Coleman caught that ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um and then also Riddick and Sims did get a good boost this week with Amir Abdullah and Doug Martin going out. Amir Abdullah, we don't know when he's going to be back. Go ahead for our analysis on Theoretic and um and Charles Sims. Go ahead and listen to. Uh, the anchor broadcast that I've put on uh, my Twitter at Grounding FF. It's a little audio blurb I released this morning about Theoretic and Charles Sims. Haha, <laughs> teaser. And so finally, let's look at Giovanni Bernard versus Jeremy Hill. You have Jeremy Hill way down and Gio way up. Is it because of the Denver matchup and how you think game flow is going to go? Yes, that's absolutely it. Uh, what I expect is I don't expect Andy Dalton <laughs> and AJ Green to be able to do it all by themselves yeah um so if they find themselves farther behind this becomes a geo game where they're going to pass it to geo and want geo on the field because he's a better pass blocker stuff like that uh and initially you'll see you know jeremy hill out there in the beginning as they try to set the tone but that's it's not going to happen exactly <laughs> i agree with them well uh, and the only comment i have on all your tight ends uh this isn't really a question it's just that all the old tight ends Mm-hmm. Are doing well. Gronk, Pitta, the other one, Gates. <laughs> the Gronk, other one. Gronk is getting old. You realize that, right? Yeah. Well, in the funny now, if you look at my rankings, it has a little uh, little star next to Gronk, and that's because I'm not sure if he's going to come back or not. Yeah. You know, it, it's he's he's finally questionable, and there are reports coming out from uh, beat writers that's saying that this could be the week and everything. But I mean, let's be honest, it's the Thursday night game. I don't expect him to come back, which is why there's an asterisk there, and that's why I also have Martellus Bennett uh, right. farther down the list. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think that wraps up my questions about your rankings. If anybody wants to look at those rankings, they are for PPR, correct? Yeah, every time I do ranking PPR. Uh, they're on Radiant.com, as I said before, R-E-A-D-I-E-N-T. Um, then that will be on our Twitter. And after this brief musical interlude, we will talk about some other things. And we're back. Well... Now it's just uh, you and me. Uh, Noah had to go do lawyer things, and so we're going to uh, finish out this uh, podcast with a a quick look at the uh, the injuries for week two, and then answer a question. Uh, first off, uh, start with the big one. It's Adrian Peterson. 
he uh, has a meniscus tear that sounds like he's going to get trimmed and try to be back in four weeks. However, um, a report has come out uh, earlier today saying that he potentially tore his LCL as well. And if that's the case, he could be out significantly longer. So uh, Vikings camp is saying, no, he didn't. So it's a, you know, he said, she said. So we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, but you're looking at four weeks to potentially even being put on IR. You know, IR, the way it is now is you're just put on IR, and then in eight weeks you can try to come back. So uh, time frame-wise, it's hard to say. Uh, Jay Cutler is out two to three weeks with a right thumb injury. Uh, Brian Hoyer will be starting. And in all honesty, it's not that much of a drop-off. So I would expect your Alshon Jeffrey shares and Kevin White shares, and they'd basically be about the same. Even your Eddie Royal shares, if you have Eddie Royal. Uh, next one is Jimmy Garoppolo. He has a shoulder injury, and as soon as 24 hours ago, he couldn't even lift his arm. So I don't see him playing at all this week, although he does have an unknown time frame. In the interim, uh, Brissett will be starting, and Julian Edelman, who played quarterback in college, will be the emergency quarterback slash backup quarterback. Um, Amir Abdullah is out on IR, potentially coming back in eight weeks, uh, with a foot injury that required surgery. Uh, that situation, you're looking at Theo Riddick and Dwayne Washington. Uh, so it's still going to be a hodgepodge. Theo Riddick's going to be the starter. Dwayne Washington's going to get an expanded role. They may add somebody else. We'll see. Uh, Doug Baldwin had back, sm- back spasms and a knee. Uh, the testing he had done came back negative, so he's expected to play. Uh, but I really have no idea if, if he's having back spasms in the next game. He may be more of a decoy than anything else. Uh, Arian Foster is week-to-week with a groin injury. Uh, if he does not play against Cleveland, which as of right now he's not expected to, you're going to see a running back by committee between Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake. Um, Julio Jones had a calf strain, but is expected to play. Um, Brandon Marshall had an MCL injury, but is expected to play, and and said that if he didn't play, he was afraid that he would lose his job to Quincy Anunua. So, take that for what it's worth. Um, Doug Martin... Uh, has a hamstring injury, is expected to miss at least three weeks. Jonathan Stewart also has a hamstring injury and is, and is expected to miss at least one week, up to four, depending on what you you know what the coach says. Uh, Dante Moncrief has a fractured shoulder blade and is going to be out four to six weeks. Uh, during that time, you're going to have uh, Philip Dorsett come in. And he is going to be the wide receiver too. And instead of them, my thought is, is my thought is that instead of them going and um, uh, having another wide receiver, like a three-wide receiver set, like they were doing with uh, Hilton, Moncrief, and Dorsett, is they're going to 
make Jack Doyle a more prominent position. You know, they're going to come out with their Joker 2 uh, tight end sets. And uh, it should be a very interesting thing to see. Hopefully Moncrief can come back and make a, make a difference. Because he, man, him being gone is, I'm not going to lie, totally killing my, like, main team. <laughs> uh, Thomas Rawls is out with a well, he's not out, he's expected to play, but he has a lingering leg injury from when he broke it last year. Uh, thought was initially that he would be out this week and then Christy Michael would get the start, uh, but now it sounds like he is going to play. Uh, but Danny Woodhead is not going to play because he tore his ACL and he is now out for the season. Um, obviously with Woodhead being out, Melvin Gordon becomes a bell cow. He's going to have to. I mean, Brandon Oliver is out as well. So, I mean, who else is there? (laughs) So I expect Gordon to do some good things. Uh, Corey Coleman decided to break his hand today at camp in Cleveland. I can only assume it's because he felt that he, uh, his time would be better served not playing. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, he should be back soon, although his unknown, he has an unknown time frame. Uh, but I can't imagine him being gone longer than four weeks. Uh, obviously, it depends on the severity of the break. Uh but we'll find out more in the upcoming days. Uh, Antonio Gates has a hamstring issue. His He has an unknown time frame, but he has been ruled out yet for this week. So it sounds like he could easily play. If he doesn't, though, uh, Hunter Henry, obviously, uh, could fit right in and get some catches. Whoever the tight end is going to be, though, let's be honest, he's going to get some work because with... Both Keenan Allen and Danny Wood had gone. Those catches have got to go somewhere. And you've got Tyrell Williams. And, you know, I think that Benjamin, Travis Benjamin, is basically just a long ball guy. So you, those short routes, those quick drops, you need to get it out to your tight end right now. And it's either going to be Gates or Henry. Uh... Deshaun Jackson has an ankle and knee injury, uh, but is expected to play. He sat out today, but is expected to play. Uh, McCown, Josh McCown of Cleveland, has a shoulder injury and is out for multiple weeks, or four to eight weeks, depending on which source you're listening to. And finally, Sammy Watkins, with his lingering foot issues, the pain from his prior surgery, he's expected to play. But it's a question mark to, like, the degree of his involvement. I mean, let's be honest. Anybody who watched the Color Rush Thursday night game, uh, it was obvious that Sammy Watkins was not the Watkins of old. And so his tolerance level may be high in dealing with it, but it's definitely affecting his game. Uh, Okay, so to uh, wrap this up, though, we have a question uh, from Marcus, and so uh, here's the question, and then I will uh, give uh, the best answer that I can. So my bench is full of young players with, posi- with potential, such as Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, 
Jarek McKinnon, Kenneth Dixon, Tevin Coleman, etc. I have a good balance of guys on my bench, seven running backs to eight wide receivers. Last night, I put in a waiver claim to pick up Jamison Crowder and, and dropped Jalen Richard. That was successful. And then today, when the news broke that Abdullah was going to be on IR, I picked up Dwayne Washington and dropped my kicker. So my question is this. I have an empty kicker slot now, so should I drop one of the following? Jonathan Williams, Farrow Cooper, or Paul Perkins? Or should I just hold them all and play a few weeks without a kicker? Uh, and see how things shake out. Uh, also, was it a mistake adding Crowder or Washington and letting Richard go? So, let's let's unpack this real quick. First of all, your bench has a lot of guys. You you weren't joking. You have some really, really good depth there. Uh, all of which have the potential to come into their own. Uh, Michael Thomas down in New Orleans is uh, easily going to be the wide receiver three uh, maybe eventually even supplanting Sneed, but Sneed's off to such a hot start. Uh, Tyler Lockett is a good utility player, especially if you're in a league that uh, scores not only like PPR, but if you're getting like return yards and whatnot. Uh, Tyler Boyd's basically the same kind of player. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is currently the quote-unquote starter in Minnesota, although I do expect that to be more of a running back by committee in the sense that you're going to see short yardage, uh, third down pass blocking, and goal line yardage going to Asiata, and McKinnon basically getting everything else. So maybe more like a a 60-40 split. Uh, Kenneth Dixon is coming back from injury. Until he comes back, we don't know what we're dealing with on him, but when he does come back, I expect him to eventually become the guy in Baltimore. Uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, if you look at my rankings for this week, Tevin Coleman is higher, and that's because I feel that he offers a certain explosiveness and spark to this offense that you are not getting from Devonta Freeman. Um, so out of those guys, I think that you have a really, really good setup at depth on your bench. Um, I, I like the Jamison Crowder pickup. I think it was a great pickup because in my mind, when I look at the offense for Washington, Washington seems to run its offense through Jamison Crowder and Jordan Reed. And then when they need to, they get it to, uh, Deshaun Jackson. So I don't have a problem with you dropping Richard for Crowder at all. Um, And as far as the Abdullah pick, um, Dwayne Washington for dropping the kicker. I have no problem with you getting Dwayne Washington. Um, I don't know exactly what... uh, how expanded his role is going to become. Uh, But he is the big back, and Theoretic is the uh, pass-catching back slash smaller back. So with that in mind, he may... I don't want to say he'll become the Asiata of of Detroit, but it could be where he's in on goal line carries and uh, he's there for short yardage. You know, and now I have no idea how his pass blocking is. 
Like I know that like Asiata is like night it's like night and day. He's that much better than McKinnon when it comes to pass blocking. Where so but uh I digress. Out of the three guys though that you named, Jonathan Williams, Farrell Cooper, and Paul Perkins, um for me, if I were to drop one of them right now, it would probably be uh, Paul Perkins, just because I really do think that Jonathan Williams uh, can beat out Mike Gillisley as the backup to LaShawn McCoy in Buffalo, whereas Paul Perkins, you know, even though Jennings is there, Shane Vereen's been getting a lot of love, so I, that's just a hodgepodge. And and Farrow Cooper... He's a tough. He's a tough one to figure out. I, it seems like he's doing decent enough out in L.A., but you know, to each their own. For me, it'd be Paul Perkins. Now, as far though as sitting there and going without a kicker for a few weeks, um, you may be able to do that in your league. Um, it's first of all, it's nice to see a dynasty question uh, that involves strategy about uh, lineups and whatnot. You know. Uh, in all of the leagues that I run that are uh, dynasty leagues, it's a requirement in the bylaws that each team uh, have enough players for every roster spot. So uh, you couldn't go, you know, you, you couldn't play a week without having a kicker. You need to have a valid lineup. You need to have every position filled. So, I mean, that may be different in your league, and if it is, I mean, I guess it would be okay to uh, kind of let things just kind of shake out and whatnot, as you said. But I would rather go out, get a kicker. Um, when, when no one I had discussed this, uh, we actually were looking at potential trades that could be made, uh, maybe trying to send... Jarek McKinnon on the buzz of him being the starter for a higher echelon kicker like a Gus Kowski or uh, maybe a Josh Brown. Josh Brown, you know, even though he was suspended for the first game, I think he's going to come back and he's going to do some scoring. Um, but it helps you out because you can get out from underneath one of your guys and you can get a kicker that way uh, that you normally could not get and then let those guys pick up the scraps off waivers. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, though, uh, to your last point, like I said, uh, when it comes to Crowder uh, and you getting Washington and then letting Richard go, let, let Richard go because in, in all honesty, Jalen Richard is 2B, you know, I mean, you've got Latavius Murray as the one, and then you've got this, uh, DeAndre Washington, Jalen Richard kind of, uh, 2A, 2B kind of set up and, uh, eventually, they're all just going to be a hodgepodge. So, I'm perfectly fine with it. And, uh, yeah. So, I hope that answers your question, Marcus. Uh, if you guys have anything else that uh, you want answered, please feel free to write us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me at intentional underscore G on Twitter. And uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. This has been a, a good podcast. Uh, have a great night. Yeah.